0: Play Minecraft for a minute. <laughs> we, we have some serious Minecraft.
1: Welcome to 33 Tangents, a roundtable discussion covering a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Your hosts, Jason Thompson, John Naran, Jen Coons, and myself, Jim Driscoll, all live in different areas of the world, but work together in the same company. Our regular day to day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others.
0: So the audio sounds okay? Because it, yep, it, yeah. the, the mic you, yeah. is. The mic is definitely in a different placement. So before, you know, I had the mic coming in from the side and it was like right here. Now it's mm-hmm. behind my monitors and up out of the way a little bit, but
1: mm-hmm. it's okay. No, it's it, it, it picks it, it up. Trust it's me. It's hard it to the...
2: compare, but uh, there is more like, I don't know if it's coming from, Jim mute for a second. Yep. Yeah yeah it's coming from your room uh jason it sounds like there's like a fan in the room or something. oh there it not... is wow it's super ah, sensitive it's it's not see? The room. yeah Boom. yeah
1: no like um th- there have been a couple times where like the baby's crying upstairs the air you know, conditioning yeah it, the mic has actually picked up the it's baby crying like... upstairs on my side
2: yeah there's more like uh hu- humming in the room so regardless but
1: weird
0: wow yeah. Uh, the only the only thing that's on in the room is air conditioning. I did switch. I've gone back, at least for today, to the wireless headsets. I've been doing the wired. I don't know right. if that's going to make a difference. By the way, um, okay. back in the day when I was super bored at one of my jobs and everyone said this is a cool thing to be bored and it wasn't, uh, I ran a radio station. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and I can't remember the software that I used. Um, I'm going to have to, like, Google it but there was a software you where you could uh, run a server on your computer and you could queue it up like a radio station and I had, I went and found a bunch of old like 1940s, 50s radio ads and I actually stitched those into the music um, and I'd do rotations, so I'd do holiday music, I'd do other stuff and there were people at the company that would tune into my to my radio station and I, I took it pretty seriously and I, it was pretty fun. I made, I'd made a little, some promos, so. That's, that's what cool. happens when you get bored at your job And you're trying to find things to do You run radio stations Anyway, maybe nice. it was Shoutcast I was using, I can't remember oh, that's But cool. it was fun It was fun mm.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah So we got, uh, we've got we gotten Hilab back on the uh, podcast After like a nine month hiatus Or, or something
2: yeah. Just It's, it's been a while Check what you guys are up to
0: <laughs> It's been a minute as the kids say
2: Mm-hmm, so. finally get invited. I'm trying to figure out wh- what's the common theme of the topic that I do get invited for.
1: Well, early on, it was multivariate testing, just because like early on, just trying to focus yeah. on people's areas of expertise. Uh, but you actually gave me a great segue um, into what I want to talk about today, because I want to focus um, you know, um, HR policy to a degree, uh, but want to focus on time off. Um, you know, we're in the middle of the summer at this point, lots of people taking vacations. And I don't necessarily, one of the things I want to talk about next week is why people in America aren't taking vacation. I've actually got some statistics on that. That's going to be next week's episode. Why they should aren't come they work taking-
0: at 33 Sticks? <laughs> because it's right. tradition that if you start at 33 Sticks, you instantly go on a month long vacation.
2: Yes. Yeah, as soon as you start
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then you come uh, back for like two weeks and we do kickoffs and all kinds of intros and then you go off to another vacation. That's, yes. <laughs> that's the cycle. So. Um,
1: but what I want to talk about today is unlimited time off. And I'm going to ask the question, you know, is unlimited time off as a, a perk of employment actually unlimited? Um, because if you, if you look at it over the last several years, maybe even up to ten years at this point, there, there's been a trend with many tech companies um, where for the company to offer unlimited time off instead of going with the well, you get two weeks of vacation and 14, you know, PTO days for you know or you know 14, you know, seven six day, sick days, two weeks PTO, whatever. However, they, they 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 kind of split it out. But this is you know your days and specific uses for whatever. You know, instead of going that, like, hey, you know, get unlimited time off. Take it off as you need it. But is it actually true or is it just just a gimmick that that company is using? Um, and again, next week we'll talk about why people aren't taking vacation because there's significant data to show that people aren't taking nearly the amount of vacation. But, you know, are companies actually offering it as a benefit that knowing that employees won't use it? Because if you think about it this way, if you get four weeks paid time off and you can't roll that over, you're going to use it. Uh, whereas if you get unlimited time off, you know are people actually taking four or five weeks of time off that they they you know that they would you know that they would take if if there was like a specific number? Um, and then from your side, um, how do you ensure employees actually take their time off and that they they they, they just don't keep grinding away?
0: I wish I had access to. Um and I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna Google it while we're we're talking. But there there's almost a um fight back against this on, on LinkedIn from a few of the people that have been bubbling up on in my feed. And mm. they've been claim you know, the claim is that unlimited of time off is actually a really bad policy, it's bad for employees. Um
2: What's that argument?
0: That's what I'm gonna say. I'm I'm trying to go. I think back. I know
2: what it is. Because when we were going to put this in place, mm-hmm. I've considered the fact that most places, whatever they give you, let's say they give you the first few years like two weeks. Um, if you, if you, if and when you leave the company, and you have them accumulated, the, the, the company like has to give it to you in the form of some sort of payoff, some sort of equivalent money and i think that's pre- presumably part of the downside that like the, you know by saying unlimited you're really not committing to anything depending on you know how, how you make that uh, that uh, offer um because they the they're, they're thinking oh well if i leave then i don't have anything accumulated but To For me to think that way and say, okay, I'm going to base my entire policy to accommodate when when people want to leave the company, that makes um, less sense to me, meaning, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and so I found one of the articles on LinkedIn, and I think it somewhat aligns with what, what Jim was mentioning, but... Mm-hmm. this is just one of many that I've seen over the past six to nine months. And it's been really, really hard for me not to in, engage with these. Cause you know, maybe on, on, to some degree they're, they're, they're right. So mm-hmm. while, you know, and, and I don't know that we've gone out and and, and, and damn it, I can't talk this morning and necessarily touted it as, we can as cash being,
2: on this podcast.
0: Yeah. Um, we got an E rating, I think after uh Jim Gordon was on, cause he dropped the F bomb like three times. Uh. <laughs> No, just, okay. sure. yeah, just as long as we don't do it explicitly.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so the argument is that it's a scam. Um, that companies are using it to look cool and progressive mm, and that we're mm-hmm. this really neat place to work. But really it's, it's a guise to get rid of a benefit. That the employees get which as jim mentioned is the accrual of time off as an asset which is a liability on the company's books that right. that has to be paid that's out that's what i meant and mm-hmm. and the argument is that it's it's this wolf in sheep's clothing and you know oh this is this amazing thing but no one takes advantage of it it's it's a it's a bait and switch and when you get in there it's not really what, what you, you think, you know, you think, oh, it's one of the best places to work. I get to have unlimited time off. This is so awesome. But, and then the argument or the quote that this one article says, but if you think you're going to be able to take a month off to go backpacking across Europe, you're in for a rude awakening, which is a, is a good, uh, kind of segue in that, um, Bryant is backpacking across Southern Utah for like three weeks. So so maybe it's not (laughs) Europe, but, uh, but, but again, the, the, the point is, is that, um, it, it doesn't really happen. Um, that the time off gets put under more and greater scrutiny and people are taking less and less time off. And so while they're getting less vacation, they're also getting less value because that asset that they are accruing has now been been taken away. Um, and, and the lots and lots of people are, are making this argument on, on LinkedIn.
2: It, it makes sense. I can see how it would be hard for people in this scenario as employees to ask for it. So even though clearly the company has said, you know, it's unlimited and you could take a significant amount of time. And even if they, they truly mean it, it's still hard for an employee to say, I really want to take, three weeks all at once um or four weeks all at once like your your example so i i can see how that could be difficult i think yeah it does put the onus on the company to kind of say okay because they're they're not our employees are not technically accruing the time and it's not easy to ask maybe we put something in place to make sure that they remember that it's okay you know that Um, you know, that somehow during that time, they're not going to get penalized when they get back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's the argument that, um, that these people are making. And, and one of their anecdotal data points is go look at the, uh, reviews on glassdoor.com and, Mm -hmm. and specifically look at companies that are offering unlimited vacation Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see that almost equivocally across the board that, um, companies that offer unlimited vacation actually equates to less and less time off, not, not more. And, and mm. the argument is that companies are, are tightening it down. There's more scrutiny around it. Um, while they're touting it as a benefit, it's actually not something that they're giving. And again, the counter argument is if you have a set vacation that you earn, you've earned that. And, and the argument is you don't need approval for it. This is my vacation. I earned it. I can take it. Whereas with unlimited, it's fuzzy and you have to ask for it, you have to ask for it. You know, maybe people aren't taking it because they feel, I, I I don't know. So I, I get the argument. Um, and, and I actually can see that that happening where, where companies use it and tout it, but they're really using it for their benefit and not employees. But I also think that, it's a little unfair to paint that with such a broad brushstroke to say that unlimited time off doesn't work. Um, because mm-hmm. I think it's working, I think it's working for us uh, again, we're, it, it's work, you know, yeah. we're, 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 we may be an outlier, but it, it seems to work for, for the way that we've structured it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I definitely think it's a company by, by company thing. Um, but it seems to be a, a, a growing, I'm, I'm going to use the word fad at the moment. It's a fad to say, "Hey, we offer unlimited vacation time." And yeah, they they paint this picture like, "Oh, you could just take off whenever," um, but that's not necessarily the case. Or they, they they paint this picture that, "Yeah, you know, you work really hard, you can take off two months toward the end of the year." Again, which isn't necessarily you know accurate. At least that, that's that's what I feel. Just kind of watching things as they go. And it seems to be a lot of times with the, the, the bigger and bigger companies. And I know I'm talking very broadly at the moment, but that that's just kind of like the, the gut feeling I get when I see uh, recruiters talking about, oh, one of the benefits is, is, is unlimited vacation time.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's... Especially in our industry, there's such a fight for talent, but I think it goes outward across many industries is that the companies are are really competing um, vigorously for top talent. And so everyone's pitching things like we have unlimited time off. We, you know, we have a, a really good flexible work from home, work remote policy. We have all of these things, but you know, that's, that's easy to say, but it comes down to actual execution. Um, for me, it's, I've always thought of it as a balance and Hila and I talked about this at the very beginning, of, you know, well, if we put these policies in place, what is to stop an employee from taking advantage of it? You know, because technically I could take 200 days off a year, right. Under that policy. Um, now they probably wouldn't be working for the company very long because they're not, um getting done what what needs to get done to justify the employment so there's some kind of balance and and that's the way i've looked at it is that if we create an environment we want people to take advantages of the things that we put in place but not to the extreme of actually taking advantage of the company where it it hurts the company where it could actually take away those benefits and it's the same the same way we've looked at our billing model to be honest you know we've had the conversation of well if we go with this billing model what's what's to stop clients from taking advantage of us and technically by the letter of the contract they could absolutely take advantage of us but there's trust in the relationship that we want this to be a long-term relationship and if one side's going to take advantage of the other there's going to be a breakup and that's the same thing here i think with with the employee relationship is that sure employees could take advantage and sure the company could take advantage of the employees but We're if we're all interested in a long term relationship, we're going to want to work together to find that balance where it works for all parties so we don't end up in
1: in a breakup state. Mm -hmm. So so, so basically what, what you're saying is when it comes to the employee employer relationship, it goes back to what we talked about before and managing down to the lowest common denominator and making sure that you have people where you don't necessarily have to do that and we can all act like adults.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the way that that I I look at it. And um, again, you know, we're we're one data point and and probably an outlier. But for us, it has worked very well. And if it works for us, then I absolutely believe it can work for for other companies. With that said, I I fully get and understand the counter argument that um, Companies are using it as a as a bait and switch to to get employees in, and then they're using it more for their advantage <clears throat> than for the employees' advantage. And in those cases, yeah, I mean that's that's crappy business practice. But that can mm-hmm. be said of of really any policy where it's it's positioned to to do that. Um, you know, I, yeah, it needs to be a balance, and we're we're all big boys and girls, and we can we can work out a um, a relationship that, that works best.
2: I'd like to also talk about another kind of difference between these two, another type of difference uh, between uh, the unlimited and the the more specific accrual system is that in an accrual system, uh, people get time off that is uh, different people get different time off. So they may yeah. have negotiated something part of their package or by seniority or just, you know, there's a certain you know, onboarding period where you don't accrue or whatever it is, right? Uh, whereas unlimited makes it all equal. Um, so that's, that's kind of another component, the fact that if done right, the unlimited offer, if, if done right, and only if done right, it makes it so everybody's, you know, treated like a regular human being, with needs and wants regardless of their situation within the company um and you know family kids no kids it doesn't matter you know um it's it's more about uh the policy as opposed to more about you know how you were able to negotiate at the beginning or you know what position you have in the company uh and that's kind of a big difference you know um and there's a certain i guess comfort for 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 some people, knowing oh, okay, I'm gonna start with two weeks, and after three years, I'm gonna get four weeks, and you know, there's a certain systematic thing uh, that that people are usually comf- comfortable with, and I think it goes back again to the discomfort of having to ask for the time off. So you know, if you if you know exactly what you got, then. It's easier to say, okay, I'm gonna take it now. Uh, but if you if yeah. if you don't, then it's it's very hard. Uh, and so while everyone is equal, so to speak, and everyone gets the same, some people are gonna be more comfortable actually asking for it because they know they they deserve it and they should take it and and whatnot. And they also know how to manage the time off so they don't come back to like you know a mountain of backlog. Uh, whereas other people are, you know, hesitant. So I think that's a big component that, um, that kind of makes the dynamics different for sure.
0: No, that's a, a really good point. Um, it, it treats time off as, as something that, that everyone needs and deserves, um, on an, on an equal level, um just because you're a vp doesn't mean you need more time off than than someone else and i i like that the fact that everyone has that that equal opportunity and um and let's be honest i I think some of the numbers are skewed when you talk about those taking vacation those and those that are on a regular pto plan versus unlimited time off because the reality is is just because you've earned it and it's vaulted away um, the argument that the people are making against unlimited time off is that you don't need approval. And, and I think it, that's wrong. I, at least I've never worked in a company where I don't have to get approval for my time off, even under the regular PTO plan, just because I've earned, it doesn't mean that I can take it at any time. There's a, there's a understanding that I still that's have right. to seek approval from my boss to take that time off. And it's not guaranteed that just because I've banked it that, that I can use it whenever I want. I, you know, I think that's a very faulty argument that, that these people are making and, and, you know, they can come back and say, well, it's still yours. It's still a, a, a a valuable asset to you, which is true. But let's also remember that companies are, are managing around that through forced shutdown. So it may be looked at as cool that, you know, hey, our company shuts down for two weeks every July. They're not doing it for, for their employees. They're doing it to get the, the liability off their book for people that are scared to take vacations. And so, you know, the numbers I think are skewed a bit where these people are saying, you know, look at how much more vacation time these people are taking under a traditional PTO policy. I think you need to throw out all of those companies that are, are forcing shutdown because you're forcing employees to take time off. They're not saying we're going to pay you. They're saying we're going on shutdown. And if you want your regular paycheck to continue, you have to use your vacation days to ensure your 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 paycheck continues to come through as expected. And so I think that skews the results and it makes it look like people are taking vacation. So while technically they are, it's not on their terms. It's on the company terms. Um, so I think we need to be honest with ourselves when we're having that conversation that if we're just looking at the numbers, it's not telling the, the pure story of, of what's actually um, actually happening there.
1: Yeah, I didn't even think of the uh, the forced shutdown um, aspect of it. Yeah, that, that, that's a really good one.
0: I mean, and, and again, that sounds great as well. And companies use that as a perk. We have a forced shutdown. We have a shutdown where you get half of July off. That's awesome. What they don't tell you is in the fine print. By the way, to cover that, you have to use your PTO. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, it's a very strategic and well thought out move from a company standpoint to burn all of those liabilities off their their books. And that to me says that people aren't comfortable even under a traditional policy taking time off, which maybe leads to our discussion next week of, you know, why is that happening? So I I think it's much there's a much bigger issue at play here than the model. It's it's not that that normal PTO policies, um, generate greater vacation time than Mm -hmm. than unlimited that's i think there's a different discussion there i think for this discussion it's more around how it's positioned by companies and if you are offering something like this what can you do and maybe that's where we pivot this conversation Mm -hmm. what can you do as a company to ensure that it actually is a value to your employees and not just something you say to look like a cool trendy company
1: yeah And that's actually a good point, because where I wanted to go next is, um, Hila, you were saying, just as we were kind of dialing into this, right before you were having some conversations to get some information on um, how vacation is handled outside of the United States. So do you want to start Mm -hmm. with that?
2: Yeah, so my brother and his wife and his family, uh, they live in Sweden uh, for a long time now. And... In Sweden, um, it's it's kind of interesting because it it's there are characteristics of unlimited, but even the base accrual system, so to speak, is uh, very much kind of very beneficial, right? So um, so basically everybody gets five weeks off, everyone, um, and there's additional additional. Um, Uh, piece to it that you are, you can take three weeks in a row. So no one's ever going to frown at you saying, okay, I'm I'm taking, you know, three weeks off all at once. Um, And it's become, you know, because it's offered to everyone, no matter what, what kind of job you're in, uh, even if you work in a store where there's shifts and all kinds of things like that, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, you 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 get five weeks off, and it became so common that you know, obviously everybody knows that they're getting it. That uh, people actually do take it because everybody takes it. And it's common, and everybody knows. Like you you know, they're not going to be like, oh my god, I can't believe she you know she left the job for you know in the middle of the summer or whatever. It's it's very common for everybody to do that. Um, And so they've put other things in in place to to help it and to help get rid of like the issues that might come up. So, for example, if you work in a store and two peers are are trying to take their vacation at the same time, there's systems in place where the company is allowed to kind of suggest, okay, you're going to take it. the beginning of july and you're going to take it at the end of july beginning august uh and and it's okay you know there's like systems in place to have a conversation around it um there's also the concept of rollover so it's kind of it's definitely not the unlimited route but everything else is facilitated really well where um you know, you you can kind of roll things over if you didn't take it. So, um I think the goal there is always to make sure that you your 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 year's balance and you have enough time off. Um, as far as sick days, don't those don't get counted at all. Um, and the interesting thing is, <laughs> it kind of reminded me of uh, of school, you know, where if you're sick and you're kept at home, Uh, they're going to be like, okay, you were sick. They're going to trust it, right? But if it's more than five days, someone's going to ask, well, what's happening? What, what kind of sick. Like, why is it so long? What's going on? Um, And it's okay because they know that and they know that they're going to want to come back with something kind of saying, look, you know, this is it or here's a doctor's note or something like that. I need more time. Um, But generally it's... It's more of a psychological thing that it's not just that you know you can take sick uh, sick days whenever. it's that they trust you to take sick days because if you're sick, you're sick, right? Um, and there's no kind of like, oh, let me save my my sick days to to attach to my vacation because you already know that you have a significant amount of time for for actual time off to enjoy with your family the other part that i learned about is they definitely accommodate when you have a child both for men and women collectively and they offer the time for the time off to be with your child as a as a bucket for both parents together to manage and decide how they're going to split it so even uh, clearly most people are going to work in in two different places but there's some something in place that kind of says okay you have 480 days you know in the next you know the first four years of your child's life and you can kind of split them or spread them around however you want between the two of you and it makes it like a family decision of how how they're going to do that so I found that interesting you know obviously begs to have the systems in place but I think the characteristics of this kind of system um a very, uh, they speak to like the, the state of, of the person and what what is right for them. It's not just like a blanket time off and then you have to kind of figure out how you're going to attach it to your maternally leave so that you have extra and you use your vacations to stay with your child more and things like that it's more of like okay these are separate things we recognize that you do want to spend time with your child and they and then you do want to take time off for of vacations and th- those are two separate things so um i think that that kind of um m- m- helps kind of think about how to close the gap in communication when you do offer something like unlimited or you do offer something that's you know a lot more generous how do you manage to make sure that people actually use that time and it's not just a gesture Uh, how do you make it how do you communicate that everyone is going to do it you don't have to feel awkward about it in that if you don't take it, the company is going to ask you, hey, what, what's happening? You haven't taken a vacation all year. What's going on? And, and and that's kind of part of it for them. You know, the employer will ask, like, why at the end of the year you're kind of just bumping your hours instead of or bumping your time instead of taking some time off for yourself. Uh, they don't want to to have people kind of burnt out. Yeah. Anyways, that it was kind of interesting.
0: It, it is. And I think it kind of blends in, um, kind of blends in uh, to, to. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to read a section of this uh, LinkedIn article and I'll actually link up this article in, uh the post um or jim will when he puts it together i can send it to you uh so that you can read the full post it's it's good because the it, it encompasses a lot of the arguments that i i i've seen on linkedin over the past year for it so i want to read this um section of the post and then i want both of you to respond you i want you to respond from a here's what we're doing as a company um to to address the issues that are brought up in in what i'm going to read and then jim as I want you to take the employee perspective of you know this is how you know I've addressed it or experienced it. So um, this is all about the whole scrutiny of of taking time off. So I'm just gonna read it verbatim. Uh, you should be taking time off. You need to be productive, employee. Um, we all should. Hey, bud. Yeah, we'll play Minecraft for in a minute. Wait, we have some serious Minecraft going on. Let me finish this and
1: we'll play, okay? I Come, sorry right Here, okay. And I'm not going to edit that out, by the way.
0: <laughs> um, when I was in a full time position, I did take those those days off. In fact, when I left, I had a significant amount accrued. Managers should be encouraging their staff to leave the office more, to relax, unwind, de-stress. Dot, dot, dot. Um, however, you know, if if you oh, so so what what you actually get is the fear looming performance reviews. Um, and the inevitable conversation about how much time off you took in an unlimited vacation day system, you are less likely to be encouraged to take the time off. Um, and here's the argument they lay out for uh, for that. Think about it. When you have a stack of regular vacation hours, your employer wants you to use them up. You know, we t- again, we talked about this being a liability and employers wanting to get uh, get that off their books. With an unlimited system, they pay you whether you're at work or not. Ergo, they want you always to be at work because when you're not there, they're not getting the benefit of that money. And that's where I would put an asterisk and say, wait a minute. I think there's huge value to encouraging people to be away from work and have flexibility. Um, So anyway, I'm interested in, in kind of your takes from that. So again, the argument they're making is with PTO that you build up, it's just assumed you're going to take it off and that's good for everybody with unlimited If you take time off, I'm paying you as an employer to take time off. And and damn it, I'm upset because you should be in the office working. There's no value to me taking time off, which I think is an absolutely ridiculous argument. But Hila, from a company perspective, I want your response and how you've planned and addressed that. And Jim, I want your response and how you address it from an employee perspective.
2: I think um, it has to do with communication between the employer and the employee um, in any of those scenarios, right? So I know that even people that do get vacation have it very challenging sometimes to, to ask, you know, and they say, okay, first of all, I can't ask for it all at once. Plus, you know, I just asked for something, you know, and I have to wait. There's all these like uh, hesitation because you still have to ask. You still, you know, it, the assumption is that you don't have to ask because it's yours. It's like you could just take it, but that's not really the case, anyways. You can't just take time off and disappear. Um, and I, I would say that, in, at least from my experience. Um, the communication is, it actually makes it better for us to, to offer unlimited because in the process of asking and somebody asking and saying, Hey, you know, I, I do want to take, you know, a couple of weeks off to do this, this, and that in August, that process, because we, we have to talk about it and plan together, um. It, it forces the exercise of actually planning for it and saying, you know, how are we going to make sure that uh, it doesn't build up? How do we make sure that we can do things up front to cover for that time? How do we make sure that t- other team members can come in and help, or, you know, in our case with some of the clients that uh, you're, you're typically interacting with. So that, um that that negative thing of having to ask because it's unlimited and you have to you have to ask for it it's not just yours you know it's not a given uh, is actually something that has to be in place anyways. Uh, we're kind of pretending that the other way around you could just take whatever you want and whenever you want. It's something that has to happen anyways. but here it happens a little bit more structured because you know um, you know you, you have to accommodate for that time and you want it to be um, you know you want to kind of articulate how much time and when. Um, and it's not just a given and and then the process is a little bit more. Uh, specific and, and more structured to, to help make sure that during that time off, uh, things go really well. So, you know, I, I would say it's a hundred percent about the communication path. Um, and what, and,
0: and what have you done? Sorry, sorry, before Jim, before you jump in, what have you done to encourage employees to take advantage of it? Isn't the right word, but use that benefit that they have available to them.
2: I, I like to kind of use by example and it's not to say that I take a lot of vacation um, but um, I think that the example is to start kind of recognizing that you know well it, it's it's hard for me because we also have a very flexible schedule right and so for us it begins with the flexibility of the schedule and the fact that you know, if my kids at school have some show in the morning, I'm going to go to that, and then I'm going to come back and take care of some things later on in the day. So it's going to be a different kind of day. And it spills over to taking time off because, you know, um, it, it's the same thing, right? Like you you want to yeah. encourage people by saying, look, it's your time. You know, we yeah. trust you to to manage your time. And it, it's hard. Not, not everyone can, can do that. Not everyone even that offers unlimited time off can, can do that. It's very hard. And I think that's the the issue because it's, it's not sincere in most cases. So it's, it's really a challenge. So, yeah. No, it's
0: an, it's an important note and Jim, sorry, I'm going to let you jump in. Um, it's an important point you bring up because I've worked in organizations under a traditional PTO policy where, I've gone in and worked in the morning until lunch and then I've taken the afternoon off and I was forced to take a half a day of PTO to cover for that. So, you know, we, we should be honest as well, That's that right. the flexibility schedule also plays into that. And we're not, we haven't even mentioned that where it's, you know, there's, there's no, there's no kind of policy per per se. It's more just managing your day. And I, I don't take mini vacations at, at all, but, I will take huge chunks of time off like you know i've been in the habit of not working like the latter half of the day on fridays you know and you don't even have to think about well you know what's the pto schedule for this it's like we're 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 grown up to jim's point to manage our our time and you know the fact that um, we can be flexible in what's best for us you know i'm not a vacation guy but i like taking big chunks of time off here and there and that works for me other people it's Uh, an extended time off is better for their mental health, so they should be able to Mm -hmm. do it that way. Okay. I'm gonna shut up, Jim. Jump in. Wait,
2: wait, wait. Okay. So I wonder wait, but I wonder I wonder if other companies that offer unlimited time off uh it actually spills into like half days and things like that. I bet you there's restrictions. You know what? Let's And so it's not fair for us to say because we don't have restrictions and we don't work by the hour, so maybe we're not being fair. You know, it's very difficult to put a structure into place. Fair enough. Um, Jim,
0: Jim, let's get, what do you think about this, Hila? Ryan Sanders from bamboo HR on the podcast and to talk about that because I think, you -hmm. know, bamboo HR is, is a company that I really look up to. And I learned a lot from working under Ryan um, at at Spark Networks, they're they're very much let's do what's right for the employees. They offer paid vacations. If you follow their socials feed, they they share a lot of what their employees do with their time off, and they have a very different model. Um, they're a, a much bigger company than than Thirty Three Sticks. They have hourly employees in in some cases. They have employees that you know have to be there on certain time periods to manage their support systems. Um, I think it, he would be an interesting um, conversation to talk about how they they manage it because they seem, I, and I don't know exactly what their policies are, but everything I see from the outside, they're, you know, they're very much flexibility and time off and, and, and management of schedule in a much different ecosystem than we have here. Okay, Jim, now it's your time. But we should get Ryan on. I think he'd be a good, he'd be a fun follow-up conversation
1: yeah i I just made a note of that so i'll work with you to 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 reach out to him um so i mean there's a couple thoughts going through my head part of it is is sometimes as an employee it's you feel the pressure not to take vacation regardless of um regardless of the type of policy um and now i mean that's something i want to talk more about next week but when it comes to the unlimited policy, you know, the, the, as an employee, you know, I've worked in a couple of different organizations where they've had un, unlimited time off, and at, at times it's felt like you know you felt guilty taking that time off, and you, know, you feel guilty. like, Well, this is say like you know if I accrue everything together, this is like you know the fifth week I've taken off in the last. Eight months, or I've taken a total of five weeks off, and you know this level of guilt comes in because there's no real accounting to it. Whereas if you did have the accrual, like I get up to, to four weeks a year, whether there's whether it's say, an accrued asset, because I've worked for one organization where you had a max of you know four weeks off or twenty days off, and then after your fifth year, you got a, a, you know twenty five days. Uh, but it, you got that right out of the gate at the start of the year. So it wasn't like an accrued asset where you got you know 6.7 hours of, of time off per, per paycheck. But since it was a use it or lose a policy, you know, they're like, you know, make sure you, you take the, this time off, make sure you schedule it throughout the year. Um, so, and, and that's why it started to make me think as I started seeing more and more recruiters out there using paid time off as a, a major selling point. I'm like, but you, when you get in there, the culture of the organization is work, 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 work. So even though you have unlimited time off, you know, you're, not, um, you know, you're not actually using it. Maybe you're taking, say, two weeks off. Whereas if they said, hey, you get four weeks a year, however you want to use it. It's not a crude asset. So if you leave, we don't have to pay you out. Um, you're you're going to make sure to use that time. And I, I know I'm starting to ramble. I'm going back and forth. I'm trying to you know, bring some of these thoughts together to actually make sense. Um, yeah, I, and, and that's what I've noticed in, in, in just in, in general, you know, talking to others where there's paid time off. But when you get in there, it's a culture of work, 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 work. So maybe you're not being directly told not to take time off, but just the culture and your know, feelings from from peers. Like, eh, you know, maybe I don't want to take time off because if I take too much time off, I'm seen as someone that is abusing the policy.
0: So what, what has been your experience here? Because I think we fit both of those scenarios. We have a culture of working incredibly hard and we have an unlimited PTO policy.
1: Um, I mean, I've I've definitely tried to use it and 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 take time off. That being said, you know there's a feeling of guilt that 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 comes in. Not gonna lie, Um, just because one we are we are a small team, Um, and it's a feeling of guilt. Like oh man, like you know I I took three and a half weeks off when the baby was born, and then summer's coming up and I want to take time off and it's like wow okay I might wanna not necessarily take some time off just because you start to feel guilty taking so much time off
0: yeah and and i think that applies to to any policy right is mm-hmm. that and 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 i think it comes down to ensuring that you're you're in a safe environment and from an employer perspective um, having those open conversations with your team because again i think the argument laid out in this article that i was quoting. Um, is absolutely wrong and I'll reread the sentence where he says um, with an unlimited system they pay you whether you're at work or not ergo they want you at work because that's Mm -hmm. when you're because when you're not there they're not getting the benefit of that money and and that's where I would disagree is that at least for a company like us where we're very long-term focused we we don't hire employees to say how much can we get out of gym in the next 6 to 12 months because he's going to be gone after that so we need to maximize his output mm-hmm. during that time. We don't view it like that. You know, we view it as a very very long-term game and in order to get there you have to make decisions that maybe in the short term don't look financially profitable, but over the long term they do. And mm-hmm. having happy, healthy, content employees that are balanced absolutely pays off in the the long term. And yeah. you know,
1: and I think that there's a level of give and take, you know, you just made me think of that, because the other thing, too, is not just to the time off, just but to think about flexible work environments. The one thing everyone you know conjures in their mind when someone says, oh, it's a, you know, I've got a flexible schedule, it's a flexible work environment. You think about, you know, as the employee, the default is everything I'm going to get. I can leave at three in the afternoon to go do this, or I can take... I'm not being checked for how long. Did you take 45 minutes for lunch? You know, no, you took 60 minutes, so you need to stay an extra 15 minutes. Like, you know, you think, I don't have to worry about that. I can go meet someone for lunch and have a nice long two-hour lunch. You know, that that, that flexible time, but there's give and take. What that also means is there's times where you're getting up at 6 a.m. and logging on because, say, a client is launching something. you know, and you have to remember that when like, Oh yeah, that's right, last Friday I left at two thirty to, to, to go do something. I called it a week at two thirty. And again, I'm you know, I'm getting down to like specific numbers, but I'm just trying to to, to and, you know, and this create isn't an a image.
0: made up this isn't a made up scenario. This is a gym actually this happened scenario. <laughs> no. <laughs> right you know? Jim actually feels bad for
2: it,
1: yeah. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. I mean I, I wrapped up about three last Friday. You know, and then, you know, to, to, took the baby. Well, up it's to a the Friday. A so, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but the, the, no, it's like and then that's some of the things like, you know, I even talked to family like, oh, you, that's so awesome. You can work from anywhere and you can work whenever you want kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, but there's give and take. There comes a time like, you know, I have a client in London. There's times I've dialed in at 3 a.m. to a conference call because there was a major meeting that they wanted me to be there. And these meetings started at 8 a.m. their time. and yeah. Yeah. I was up at two in the morning brewing my, you know, several cups of coffee to, <laughs> to join. Uh, but that being said, yeah, there's other times I'm cutting out at noon. Um, there's a the give and take. So then if you go back to the the, 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 paid time off, the other thing you gotta keep in mind is yeah, there, there, the, there's give and take with it as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not a complete one to one example, like, you know, a flexible schedule versus paid time off. But that, that is one thing that came to mind there is you definitely have to keep in mind, give and take. Yeah. So, so how do we wrap this up? I think, you know, I, I
0: think from a, a company standpoint, if you're using it as a recruiting tool, you absolutely should live up to your word. And so we, we just mm-hmm. brought, we brought Brian on, well, has it been a month? Um, and Um, I I was teasing him the other day about are you putting us to the test because I think and I think (laughs) he mentioned something he's like I'm still waiting for the bait and switch you know which is it, it is unfortunate that people think that way but that's the way that we've been conditioned because companies kind of put their best foot forward in the recruiting and kind of pitch all these things but in reality in the execution of things it's not there. You know, we had an amazing game room um, at Omniture and hardly anybody used it. And as much mm-hmm. as the executive said, hey, this is here for your benefit. There is always this belief of if you're seen in the game room, you're not working, you're a slacker, yeah. you know. And so companies use these things to pitch that we're such a cool company. But in the execution, no one takes advantage of, of all of these things. Um, and again, take advantage maybe isn't the right word. Nobody uses these these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so. You know, I think if if you're a company and you're using this as a positioning for your brand and this is how you do it, you should actually live up to it and, and do that. From an employee perspective, I think it's about the importance of those things that are put in place. So, if your employer is encouraging you to take advantage of the thing—damn it, I, I got to quit saying "take advantage"—to use these things that are in place, then mm-hmm. you should absolutely do it because they're—they've designed it because they're interested in your long-term value, not just getting the most out of the out of you
2: they can in
0: in the short term.
2: So maybe I feel like we. We came to two kinds of thoughts or conclusions. One is that an unlimited policy is not for every company. Um, I think that, sorry about the noise. Uh, a lot of com- a lot of startups may offer it as a awesome, you know, and as an awesome benefit, but they're not structured yet. To actually offer it in a comfortable way where people are comfortable to do so, because it's very demanding, it's very high, high pace, it's very, you know, there's critical timelines, um, so it, it's very hard, and, and it gives it a bad name. You know, it gives it a like, oh, I was at a, I was at a startup. They said unlimited, but I was never able to actually take any time off because they were always short on developers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is that, that that I think we're concluding on is that. Um, it it takes a lot of commitment on the employer side to actually nurture a program like that and make sure that it's working for them as a company and for their employees as intended. uh, So it works for everyone. Um, I think when people talk about unlimited versus BTO, they kind of think of the employee only and they say, okay, well, in this case, I could just take it because it's mine. And in this case, it's such a challenge because I feel bad to even ask for it. But in reality, I think that to to make either one work, it's the burden is in, on the employer, and I think that's that's the issue now. That most employers don't 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 see it that way either. You know that they don't see that as a responsibility uh, for either programs. You know to make it work well. Uh, so you know if you feel comfortable to to take what you're owed, uh, that doesn't work very well for the company either, because then you feel like as an employer like. Oh my god what am i going to do now you know two people are just taking off at the same time Mm -hmm. uh and the other way around you know if the employer doesn't nurture it a certain way then Mm -hmm. um and make sure that the employee know and show by example that it's okay and everybody's happy when 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 you go somewhere and you know you're you, you know what i mean um i think that uh if that's not put in place then that system doesn't work either. So in reality, there's no comparison between the two. Um, a company one needs to pick the thing that's actually right for them in in the structure that they have currently and and where they are in the maturity of the company. Um. and, and secondly, they have to own either one. You know, they have to figure out how to best make it work for either one. So it's not really a comparison which one is better. It's just which one and what is the employer commitment into it that's what I think
1: yeah and I I think that that, that's perfect um, a perfect lead-in for for next week when we start to talk about like why people aren't taking time off regardless of whatever the the vacation policy is why aren't people taking time off, and why should employers insist people people take time off? Um, so I think it's a, it's a great lead-in for there. And you know, just for, just from my perspective, you know, kind of where I'm at, you know, following this conversation is is, you know, if you are going into an organization that does offer unlimited time off and you kind of have these dreams of wow i'm gonna be able to take off three three and a half weeks at a time and i can you know over the course of a year only work you know 10 months you know one check back in with reality and actually just see what the culture is and see if it is an organization that truly supports you being able to take time off when you need it Um, or is it one where it's just kind of like a uh, it's a little carrot that they're dangling out there good chat yeah, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was great to have Hila back on the call. Yeah,
2: that was fun. Yeah. That next time we'll fun.
0: get. Next time we'll get her on on the video feed because it definitely does change the <coughs> dynamic of the conversation. Plus, how amazing how amazing does my beard look on the video? All
2: right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. Cool. Well, I look forward cool. to the follow up conversation on this.
1: Yeah, um, and I included an infographic with, uh, with, with the show notes. So take a look at that because I think that'll uh, give us um, some data. It gives us from, some data from last year, but it also give us a good starting point. Cool. Cool. We'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at www.33sticks.com. The 33 Tangents Podcast is a production of 33 Sticks.